Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's Biblio Talk by PsyConnect Academy. I, Charu Gupta, along with my co-host, Ayantika Sen, would like to take you on an exciting journey of learning the language of colors in nature. Allow me to introduce to you a very popular science book for all ages, Actually, Colors Speak. Today, we will be speaking with the authors of this bestseller, Dr. Ipsa Jain and Dr. Minhaj Sirajothin. Dr. Sirajothin is a principal investigator at INSTEM Bangalore. His research currently focuses on the structure and function of cytoskeleton assemblies. Dr. Jen, a former biologist, is now a full-time science communicator and illustrator. So without further delay, let's welcome our guests and hear from them about their journeys and their bestseller book, Actually, Colors Speak. Welcome, Ipsa and Manoj. Thank you for your time today. First of all, congratulations on your new book. And it's honestly a very nice way and a very wonderful way to introduce science of colors to the world. So we were wondering if you could tell us something about the book and what the readers can expect from it. Okay, thanks for having us, uh, Charu and uh, Antika. And uh, thank you, peers from Biopatrika for uh, taking your time to listen to us. Um, so the book is about um, uh, color changes from the title, if you can see. Uh, but what the book title doesn't say is that uh, the color changes happen deep inside uh, animals. And uh, we try to go across different uh, scales uh, to showcase uh, what are the molecular and cellular changes that accompany that leads to the color change in animals. That's what we actually exteriorly see. Um, so it's a visual treat, uh, which was made by Ipsa. All the illustrations were made by her. And uh, we also have adapted a, a narration style, which is going to be engaging. So I, I'm pretty sure like everyone I mean, who has some interest in science will love this. So that's, that's the book is about. Uh, just to build on what Minaj is uh, trying to, I mean, Minaj shared, um, is the like book has certain features that uh, apart like uh, there are illustrations, there is interesting stories that talk about biology across scale, um, and also an interesting conversational style. And apart from that, the book also has several QR codes sprinkled across, which uh, lead our audience to open source content, which. Uh, will hopefully further build their curiosity about the subject and details therein. Uh, the other interesting thing I think we try to do, or rather the hard thing we try to do is uh, stay away from jargon as much as possible. So we will try to use a language, uh, both for uh, our text and images that is hopefully um, more free and accessible. So, um, uh, Ipsa, uh, maybe you can answer this first and then we can go to Minaj. Why colors? Why not um, sounds or you know something else? What was your your inspiration to go with colors? I mean, uh, so I mean, and I, I was thinking like an illustrator word. Uh, colors is a visually interesting idea. As if you're starting out as an illustrator, it's easy to represent colors and discuss colors, and it's also you know like you get to work with a very large color palette. Uh, but we, I mean, we have also considered working with other uh sort of uh you know sensory modalities and maybe that's something we can work on in the future yeah 
Thanks. Yeah, um, Minaj, what do you, what was your inspiration? Was it, uh, uh, did you want to do something else or was it colors for you from the beginning? Uh, well, <laughs> um, no, I, actually what, Ipsa is the first one to come to me and ask that like, you know, mm. you should make something related to color. Uh, I don't know where she drew her inspiration from. But that was communicated to me very early on when she joined the lab. And um, I thought it was a very interesting concept. And uh, we, uh, yeah, then we started doing research. And then, uh, yeah, that's how we narrowed it down to color. Uh, but the inspiration came from himself. No, I was just going to share this story of how the, we, you know, uh, I came to the idea of color. Yeah. So I, I was just sitting with a botanist, a, a botanist friend, and we were talking about uh, a particular leaf that was just beside us and talking about plant colors. And then suddenly it hit me. So Minaj had given me one day or I think two days to come up with some four themes that the book could be about. <laughs> Minaj doesn't remember this <laughs> based on his reaction just now. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, oh my God, I have to come up with themes. And it just so happened that, you know, we were discussing plant currents and then I was like, okay, I'm a zoologist by training. So I was like, yay, animal colors. That's something that I like, you know, I can think about and talk yeah. about and research mm -hmm. about easily. And then I was like, I ran to uh, his office and I was like, okay, animal colors. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little rare that, you know, uh, you go to a professor and you say that, um, oh yeah, so like the work in lab is different, but I find this topic really interesting. I want to write a book. And I mean, it's not a scientific book per se, as you say, it's not, it, it does contain a lot of scientific information, but it's from ages 10 to however long you can live. And, um, you know, so <laughs> I mean, hats off to Minaj, really. Like, Minaj, what were you thinking in that moment, you know, when Ipsa came to you? Were you like, Isko nikalo, you know, <laughs> this is not a good postdoc or something? <laughs> No, I, I think we will take one more step back. Okay. okay. And, uh, and let's start from the beginning. And the beginning is that like, um, I was inspired by one of my collaborators from France, okay, Carsten Janker. And he actually had hired a, a PhD student to do a science illustration about uh, cell biology and all. And he was visiting us, and uh, at the time we had some conversation, and uh, one of my colleagues actually suggested that, like, hey, you know, there is a person in Bangalore, Ipsa, uh, who does this kind of work already. Okay. And uh, we called her, and we, me and Karsten just had a chat with her. Uh, and uh, we started really, like, the way she also conducted herself, and um, was interesting to take it forward. And uh, I offered Ipsa like the next day or so. In fact, like she came to a meeting which we were attending and she put a lot of initiative to come there and all. So I offered Ipsa that like, you know, hey, uh, do you want to join us our lab? And, um, and she said like, uh, as what? I said like, I suppose not. <laughs> And she said, like, okay, do you want me to do wet lab? I said, like, no, we will make something interesting. I don't know what, but we'll make something interesting. And that was the beginning. So it, it, from the beginning itself, it was very clear what, what's the role of IPSA would be. And immediately in a couple of days, we decided that after she joined, that like book is the media we will target. Uh, so yeah, that's the background about that. I think I have explained okay. quite a bit on this, but. 
Uh, so you already had that thing in your mind and it was probably serendipity. I mean, meeting yes. was serendipity, but serendipity. Uh, it, yeah, but uh, deciding to work together on a book was an active decision that we took mm. early on of our like collaboration. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, I think that that really shaped out very well at the end. <laughs> so well, I like um, to think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it did. It's a bestseller now. <laughs> um, so Manoju, uh, like being a principal investigator at STEM, uh, how how was your transition from being a PI to a book author, and um, what do you think about the journey? How how hard was it? it it was not that hard because um, i think i mean we took it as more as a fun journey um, and there was no pressure from anywhere you know there was no pressure from um, there was no funder who is telling us there is no publisher who is telling us in fact like i should give credit to my uh, institution leadership like when i talked about this often uh well, i mean either they did not like it but they did not express it or they were uh, quietly encouraging it but it, there was no pressure absolutely no pressure from for me or even for ipsa to do this this was uh, probably uh, one of the most pleasant experiences uh, as a researcher i can think about that's really that's- nice to have that sort of supportive uh, supportive environment not to like creatively express yourself um that is something like when I, um, in my time in ncbs also i felt like you know it's a, it's it's a collective like there's an electricity there that you feel for different avenues <laughs> yeah so yeah. um ipsa i'd like to ask you so you know you started off this book when you were an academic biologist and now you've shifted to becoming a science illustrator and this is your career path so was the book your push to say that i'm going to become an illustrator or was the book your push or or like you know your stepping stone in this journey so i i like to think that i was already working uh, full time uh, as a freelancer when i joined minhaj's lab and when we decided to work on the book so i do think of it like as a step or as a you know one another milestone in my journey um, uh, and uh, yeah i think book i mean of course the outcome is also very i mean sort of um important to me but i think the the journey was also very relevant i mean we just learned a whole lot uh, while trying to make this work i mean we made a lot of mistakes we made a lot of improvements we got a lot of feedback and just because of the time it took us to sort of start thinking about the book and being able to finish it uh just because of other experiences we had and other interactions we had the way we approached the book and the way we thought about our book i think that also kind of evolved and that was very useful um at least i personally think in uh, shaping my ideas about what uh, you know a science communicator or a science illustrator uh, hopes to do um yeah great so um now that you're a full time science illustrator how different is your day now from what it was when you were a biologist uh i mean i do think that i'm still a biologist just not an actively practicing scientist um i still read biology or talk biology with other people uh but my day differs a lot uh, be- because it's not defined by the structure of being in a lab um 
the one thing that I miss is being able to regularly interact with biologists. Now I interact with biologists on a need by need basis. So I, I miss that sense of sort of um, uh, being surrounded by peers and exchanging ideas with biologists. I do have uh, you know uh, other illustrators and artists and um, science communicators I speak to, but um, there's no regular ADA in that sense, but that may partly also be due to the pandemic. Uh, my work involves around reading, making, and a lot of a lot of a lot of coordinating and email exchanges. I mean, I really wish that there was someone else to take care of that logistics. Soon, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the aim, you know. Like that's the that's when I'll say I'll, I have arrived. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Swift tides to you. So you did say that you uh, miss interacting with fellow biologists. So just wondering if you miss bench work. Do you want to go back? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) So Minaj, um, you know, you said that someone told you about IPSA after you uh, had this interaction uh, with the uh, French people, with the, you know, the French scientists and how they were going about this. Um, was there another person also in mind or, um, you know, would you, would you have, um, uh, let's put it this way, would you have preferred someone other than IPSA or was she just the perfect match? How would he know without having worked with anyone else? Yeah, no, that's what I, I want I to know, you know, that. there were more people in the iteration. The, I mean, there was no no competition here. You know, I mean, I I don't think at that point of time anyone else was even doing this kind of work. I mean, now there are like it's a it's a good community now that people are thinking about illustration and science communication as a as a career choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I think there was I think Ipsa is one of the first of the kind. Uh, at that time so yeah there was no competition there okay one of a kind she's a rare gem (laughs) so i remember you said that you also have in mind about exploring other um you know things in nature like sensory um receptors or things like that so uh what are the other books do you have any other books in mind or are they there are other books lined up for the future I mean, it's too soon to really be talking about them. So maybe talk to us in one and a half years or two years. <laughs> okay, and any similar projects? Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, so I also work a lot with self, I mean, this book is also self-published, but I also work with a lot of self-published um, projects called zines. And I talk mm-hmm. about zines a lot. Zines are essentially short magazines. Uh, which are free from editorialship and it's a space for you to express your ideas uh, any ways you like. So I am working towards a set of genes which uh, aim to explore the area of public trust in science. So I'm using them both to provoke scientists to think about uh, trust in science and also measuring the level of public trust in science. Uh, yeah, so that's that's something I'm currently doing, and uh, and also the trying to understand uh, uh, a little more qu- qualitatively, like uh, how people interpret images in textbooks. Uh, this is something I'm doing with Somdata Karak, who also is a collaborator on the book. Um, and one of the first studies we're discussing is 
uh, what do people understand about atoms? Uh, yeah, so that's kind of interesting projects, the self-initiated, then of course there's um, this sort of commissioned work that goes around as well, yeah. Oh, great. Thanks for sharing. We'll be really looking forward to those projects. So yeah, I'll do. <laughs> so now I'll I'm going to ask you um like rapid fire questions and um either of you can answer. Um and uh you just have to be really quick. Like there has to be just one word. Both of you can answer and like whoever likes to go first can go. It just has to be really sp spontaneous. Don't think about the answer. Okay. So for you personally. And I know you shared the story of how the book began and everything, but whose final brainchild is the book? Uh, it's a collective. Think, yeah, it's collective. It's a collective. Yes, I also feel, you know, looking at the book and everything, I think it's a collective effort. I think um, there was, uh, it's, it's just a beautiful uh, uh, inculcation of science and illustration and the right opportunity, the right people. Um, so was this a version you compromised on or was, was this always the one you envisioned? Yes, we compromised. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I would I use the word calibrated more than compromised, you know. Okay. Um, yeah. So your favorite, magnifying glass, microscope or binoculars? <laughs> binoculars. <laughs> binoculars is everyone's favorite and I agree heard it. I mean, I've heard it from so many other people also that somehow okay. binocular is their favorite. And I think yeah. you have to read the book to understand why. So I'm just Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so those who are wondering why these three random objects, read the book. Right. So, <laughs> totally. Yeah. What was the easier bit for you? Conceptualization, writing, or illustrating? Illustrating. Conceptualizing was. That was interesting. <laughs> so for both of you, a non-science career you would happily jump into. So completely no science. Writing. 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 Okay. Uh, I, I mean, something like a bookseller or a, a book reader or a, a librarian maybe. Okay. Great. Thank you for That's... playing that. Okay. <laughs> I never had to think about that. I never had to think about that, like non-science career. <laughs> Oh, I, I had to think about that all the time, you know, because of the work. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can hear you, Minaj, on that. <laughs> well, that is a very interesting rapid fire. And my last question to both of you, do you have any messages for scientists who are wanting to break the academic bubble and, you know, try out something creative in science? My first advice is really just to talk to people who are not scientists. I mean, we tend to, I mean, I understand why, but we tend to talk to other scientists. We spend most of our time uh, speaking to other scientists, so scientists in training. Um, and the, the other really is our families. I think we need to uh, find ways to uh, hear, understand the work of uh, other creatives and um, uh, build bridges with them. I think that helps. Mm. What about you, Mina? So, uh, yeah. So um, I, I think if you're a scientist and thinking that, like, you know, how, what I'm going to do and how we are going to do, that's already a good start. That's what I have been, I was doing for many years. Uh, so, I, and yeah, just 
jump on. I mean, there is nothing ups, there is nothing crazy in what you can do. So everything is acceptable within the boundaries of what you can do in science. So nothing is crazy. So if you have something interesting, just go for it. Great. That's great advice. I think that's that's also like something which is so brave that you both did because it's it's I, I know that now, as Minaj mentioned, many people are into uh, science communication and uh, this thing is picking up. But uh, I mean, Minaj, you you and Ipsa had some sort of support, but for several others, um, you know, who, who want to kind of jump into it, there's always like, you need to be brave, I think, you know, for, for all these things. And um, there's also this love of, that's why we asked Ipsa the bench work question. There's always this love of doing bench work that uh, some scientists have ingrained. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, we didn't talk about this, but like uh, Minaj and I, including the French collaborators, we ended up uh, doing like a project which involved drawing and uh, which led to sort of you know, new ideas and hypothesis in the field uh, in some sense. So like uh, this idea that like lab work is the only way to, um, you know, make progress in science is mm -hmm. also something that maybe one can think about challenging. There are a lot yeah. of people who are approaching science through, uh, you know, multidisciplinary and transdisciplinary perspectives, which necessarily does not involve uh, liquid transfer specialization. You're changing my whole world, Ipsa. You're changing my whole world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also think, uh, especially Menon, you're still, you have your own lab, you're a PI. A lot of people have progressed to that stage in their science career, but somewhere deep down, they've always wanted to do something creative, which for multiple practical reasons, they may not have had the opportunity. So I think you have really set a very good example for everybody here and inspiration that, hey, there is, I mean, it's never late, just whenever you can jump onto the bandwagon and get started with what you like to do. And, you know, there's always scope for that. So thank you so much for to both of you for you know talking about the book, your journeys, and inspiring our listeners to pursue what they've always dreamt of. And we really appreciate your you spending time with us today. And to our listeners, you can order the book on all major platforms like Amazon or Notion Press. And the ebook version is also available on, on Kindle and Google Books. And remember, this book is filled with colors, scientific illustrations, conversations, and QR codes and whatnot, anything um, that would really make you want for more books from both Ipsa and Minaj <laughs> in the future. And I think it's a great gift so, for people of all ages. So yeah. keep that in mind. Yeah. And I mean, for the ones who want a little bit of a look-see before uh, buying it, because, you know, you're going to want to, uh, color, uh, actually, Color Speak is also available at the May 2022 Delhi Book Fair. And for our international audience, the book can be shipped to you via Amazon. So please check your country's website. And if you've read it, uh, if you've seen it, if you've clicked a picture with it, let us know what you think. You can also contact Ipsa and Minaj. Their contact informations will be in the uh, description of this uh, video, audio, whatever you're listening to. So happy reading. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for having us. And um, yeah, and it was absolute pleasure to talk about the book. And uh, so for viewers, this is how the book will look. You <laughs> <laughs> <QR> are code. <laughs> so yeah, go for it. Yeah.
great. Thank you so much for actually bringing a copy of the book, if so. <laughs>